my name is Alisa. I am the author, the primary author at Memoirs of the Black Sheen, which is a blog that was uh, created basically to put some of my former work just down for the public to look at, scrutinize, think about, and also to promote my business, which is So this is my first visual podcast. It's um, Dunk Anchor FM, which I started uh, probably in the last year or so. I really wanted to kind of transmutate the way in which my information was getting out and just give opportunity to uh, public to have a look at it. Um, so it's been successful as far as my ability to um, engage in new platforms. It's been quite a healthy experience for me. Um, and today, my, this is my first video podcast, so I wanted to talk a little bit about a project that I think might be a great idea. So this project is about a woman by the name of uh, Savannah Dolan. And Savannah Dolan passed away a few years ago, but she was a native woman from, would they say, Jalbu, from Townsville and Palm Island. And she was a very petite woman and she was dark skinned, just a gorgeous woman with this huge voice and huge personality. You know, when I think about her, I think about other types of people who must have influenced her. So, you know, great artists of the day, people like Nina Simone, Miles Davis. Um, she sang blues, she sang jazz, she had an extraordinary voice. She was also somebody who was very down to earth. People loved her. They loved her because of her larger than life personality. And she was someone who was quite close to my family, so we grew up with her. And we called her Annie Sippy. And she was, um, she, lived in, she lived in Happy Valley. I think it's Happy Valley in Townsville, which is like a consecrated kind of indigenous space, like a reserve, but not so much like a reserve. I mean, Townsville, the dynamics of Townsville, geopolitics is quite complex. Uh, but Townsville is in North Queensland. And it's been referred to as being a... I mean, people have referred to Townsville as being like Australia's version of the South. It is known for its incredible racism and its absolute toxic institutional violence, particularly with, uh, you know, Joe Peterson and the era of kind of developing the police state. Um, you know, total, complete history of abuses of human rights, particularly with respect to natives. Um, and Savannah Doolan grew up in this world um, with this larger-than-life persona. And she, I mean, she was hilarious. She was just, like, the most hilarious woman. She had this major crush on Eric Barnum, which every time she talked about him, I was just crack up laughing. And she was someone who sang jazz blues. Um, she created a, a, a mixtape of sorts that I previously had access to. But since the hacking and the expiration of my um, former emails and social media accounts, uh, you know, I've, I've lost access to it, which is something that's deeply saddening. You know, something to be said about the ways in which the digital archives. Um, and, and artifacts uh, being lost for people's uh, epistemological history, her history. So, 
I was thinking that it would be a fantastic idea if somebody took the initiative and wrote a book about the life of Savannah Dolan. And through my consultancy, which is Aletha Penner's consultancy, um, I'm wanting to co-publish work and I just put the idea out there because she's someone who was really, really well respected, um, but not somebody who achieved the type of authority that she should have. And she, her story, her life story talks a little bit about the influences across the Black Native Australia um, from Black America. And specifically, I mean, Townsville has really interesting history um, as far as African Americans. So I think it was, there was a battalion of African Americans in Townsville. And there was, because of the extraordinary violence, there was a, a racial violence. There was an incident that happened where um, they actually, an African-American soldier, and they were, they were under segregation at the time, um, opened fire uh, on white Australians. And so this is kind of one of the legendary stories of Townsville. Um, another thing that happened was the history of, or her history of, the brilliant Roberta Sykes. So Bobby Sykes was an author. She was a poet, and she was gang raped by a, a group of white men in Townsville. And it became a very high profile case. And so she was, um, I mean, she went on to be probably one of the most influential uh, rights activists across the native um, rights movement of the 1970s. Uh, her, her story around um, the Aboriginal Tenebacy, which was basically established as a refugee camp because uh, the argument was that Indigenous people were not being treated uh, as citizens in their own country. And so they sought um, refugee status through establishing the Aboriginal Tenebacy. And you know, thousands of people came from around the country and around the world to engage um, with that movement. And out of that movement through the, uh, out of that movement grew uh, the Aboriginal Land Rights Movement, the Aboriginal Land Rights Act in the Northern Territory, um, the establishment of the block in Redfern, the first shopfront legal in Australia ever, which later became uh, legal aid, Australian legal aid, which was kind of opened up to uh, people with both visual and non-standing, and the first shopfront medical. Um, and so some of the, you know, really, really famous uh, identities that came out of that were people like Fred Hollis, who committed his time to um, eye surgery in sites across the Northern Territory, um, Charles Perkins, who was involved in the development of the Freedom Rides in the early 60s. Um, so all of these things kind of occurred at a particular point in history when, uh, you know, Savannah Dolan was this fabulous young black woman. And her and her sister, as far as I understand it, as far as legend goes, uh, established their own tent around the tent embassy somewhere away from the organic camp at some point and 
you know, marriage is space for women and children, um, a safe space for women and children. And so that's something that's kind of passed down throughout family history, um, and why we have enormous respect for people like Savannah. Um, Savannah was also somebody she liked to drink. She was a drinker. She'd get her um, car and she'd drink with people and she would sing. She would sing. And her voice was breathtaking. And it it moved with such elegance and such grace and such rawness that it was it really, really had um, this almost, you know, cellular vibrational impact on people when they heard her. And, you know, she I mean for my own my own kind of regret with respect to Anisivi is that I didn't go to the funeral um, when she passed away. But we've always really thought of her, her as being this iconic personality and persona who um, developed kind of new, in native terms, we might say songlines, um, and worked effectively out of uh, this kind of station of what was understood as being the black power movement in the US. And it was really about self-love, it was about uh, reclamation of self, uh, one's own body, one's own beauty. It was about establishing uh, a, a template plan from the brilliant mind of Huey T. Newton. And uh, developing that in such a way that it reflected the imbalance of power and racialized institutions in Australia. So, I mean, Savannah Anisibi, and I call her Savannah, I'll move in now to call her Savannah Dorwin and Anisibi. Um, so she was kind of someone who, whose life, you know, was a part of this complex, interwoven, transnational um, experience of an era. And I really always thought that she was someone who should have achieved um, a lot more respect and a lot more fame than she did. So that's kind of why I think that someone should absolutely uh, go ahead and, and write her life story and, and bring it to the map. Thanks.